What's going on, Sunbelt fans? My name is Dominic Corsetto. Welcome into the week three preview with the Sunbelt Syndicate. So we'll jump right into the first game of the week, uh, 12 noon kick on FS1. We've got Texas State going up against Baylor. Uh, we know that Texas State is coming off of last week's game against FIU in which they kind of turned things around and, and won luckily how we want them to win and want them to look. Their defense looked okay against Nevada, but they didn't really score points. So it was nice to see them pick up the pace there and put some points on FIU and take that victory over them. Well, they've got a tough test this week. If the number 17 team in the country, Baylor, uh, they were number nine until they lost to BYU in a close two overtime game last week. Uh, Baylor took care of Albany 69 to 10 in the very first week. So you've got a, a big scoring barrage in the first week and they dropped off against better competition in the second week. Uh, if, if I'm looking at this, you know, from my point of view, Texas state probably falls somewhere all, you know, in the middle between Albany and Baylor, probably closer to the Albany side than the Baylor side at this point. But Hey, we'd love for them to, kick things into gear and make this game at least close for a while. Uh, I don't think ultimately they will take this game overall. I think Baylor's going to be a little bit too much of a, a tough test for them, but it'll be nice to see if, if Texas can just get things rolling and look better um, and keep that um, Hatcher to Hawkins matchup or uh, pairing, you know, to, to, to look better across the board and maybe open up that running game a little bit better and see if they can perform a little bit closer to where they hope to be you know, moving forwards. Uh, but for now, I'm going with Baylor 41, Texas State 20. Next up, we've got a 1 p.m. kick on ESPN+. Plus. That's going to pit the Buffalo University of Buffalo versus Coastal Carolina. Uh, these two teams have played quite a bit here in the recent years and had some close games overall. Buffalo's coming in, though. Two losses, uh, one bad one to Maryland, and then uh, maybe even a worse loss if you want to consider that Holy Cross. If you watched SportsCenter and saw the highlights, it was a last-second Hail Mary. Uh, it was a tie game, so we really couldn't have lost, I guess. But, you know, the fact that you lose to a 1AA team is never going to do well for you. So Coastal should take this one. Obviously, we know at this point they are 2-0 with an impressive win over Army. But they did struggle with Gardner-Webb last week, so they need to get firing back on all cylinders. I think that scare against Gardner-Webb will do good things for them in this game, actually, and uh, you know, probably much lesser opponent there with how they played against Army in the first week. If they can do that type of performance against Buffalo, they'll take care of business, no problem. So we've got that one with the score of Coastal Carolina 48, Buffalo 17. Next game kicks off 2 p.m. Pac-12 matchup pits South Alabama against UCLA. Both teams come in at 2-0. So this one could surprise some people, I think. We know that USA has had you know one game where they didn't have much competition in Nichols. They took that one easily. Then they had a little bit more competition with Central Michigan, but they also still won that game easily. So it's interesting. You know, a lot of people thought South Alabama would be really good before this season started. They may have turned the corner. This will be their first true test of the season, however. You've got a UCLA team that hammered Bowling Green, and then they took care of business against an, an Alabama State team very easily. So this is also South, uh, this is also UCLA's toughest test to date. Um, 
it's going to heavily depend, I think, on how South Alabama travels and gets themselves ready for a West Coast game that's at an East Coast time, really. Uh, it's an interesting aspect to this. So I, I think, though, that the time and where this game falls may favor South Alabama. And I'm, I'm thinking this could just be coming down to the last second field goal. I, I'm calling this as the upset of the week for me here. Not a huge upset as UCLA is not a top-ranked team, but they're solid. So if UCLA, if US, sorry, if South Alabama can win this one, another P5 scalp for the Sun Belt, another thing to hang our hat on before we get into conference play, a team that then goes to 3-0, and looks great across the nation as far as what they're trying to accomplish. I have USA, South Alabama winning this one 41, UCLA 38. That's kind of my upset special of the week. So after that game, we've got another 2 o'clock game that pits Old Dominion against Virginia. Uh, this one on the ACC Network, both teams come in 1-1. One and one. Both teams have had... Well, at least ODU has had you know a pretty big win against Virginia Tech, although Tech doesn't seem overly impressive as they have in the past. Then they struggled a little bit against East Carolina, who is certainly better than Virginia Tech at this point. Uh, they're not putting up as many points offensively as I thought they would going into the year. I thought they might struggle more defensively. Their, their defense doesn't look too bad. Um you know, some things here and there, but nothing overly concerning. But their offense needs to put more points on the board. They've they've talked about their wide receivers uh, and Coots and uh, Watson. Watson hasn't really had a great game just yet. I mean, he's it's not for lack of effort. It's more of the, the guys not opening the holes. If they can start doing that against a team like Virginia, they're going to look a lot better across the board here because Virginia struggled mightily last week against Illinois. They just got hammered 24-3. to um, And then they did beat Richmond, but it was a 34-17 final. So they're not any world beater either. Either They should be able to stand up to Virginia. Uh, the only problem I see is that with how the game went against Illinois last week, uh, it's very possible that Virginia has corrected those mistakes and comes out and is ready and prepared and also not willing to lose to an in-state school that Virginia Tech did lose to. So they're going to have a lot of things playing in their mind mentally for this one that they, they just don't want to lose this game. So I actually have UVA upsetting, if you want to say that, upsetting ODU in this one, 24-20. But it won't be a lack of effort from ODU side. I just think Last week's loss could have lit enough of a fire in that UVA squad that they end up turning things around and taking it out on ODU this week. But like I said, still close game. I think ODU will perform in this one. Next up, 3.30 kick. Uh, This one doesn't seem to have any national television coverage, but this one pits Georgia Southern against UAB. Georgia Southern coming in off that massive victory over Nebraska last week. 2-0 2-0 on the season. Not a lot of people would have predicted that. We did call it. We called them beating Nebraska. But we did know that they've got a new offense. They're installing it. They took care of business just like they should have week one against Morgan State. Hammered them. Got into a shootout with a P5 team. Those are never easy for G5 teams to win. So the fact that they won a shootout like that with Nebraska, very impressive. Um, let's see if it comes to that this time. I don't think it will. UAB overall has been decent. To, to pretty good over the last several years. However, this year, I don't know where they stand just yet. They played Alabama A&M, hammered them, shut them out. Great. That's that's fine. That's kind of expected. Uh, then they played Liberty, and they lost 21-14. to 14. Now, Liberty's not a bad team, but UAB 
is the type of team and program who expects to beat a team like Liberty. Uh, and only scoring 14 points and allowing Liberty to beat you, I, I don't know what to think about that just yet. What I do know is Georgia Southern can score any in every way, and they've proven that already. I don't expect that to change much. Uh, it'll be how much they let UAB do on the offensive side of the ball. How does Georgia Southern's defense look after allowing so many points last week? Do they tighten things back up and, and hammer down, or do they look a little bit similar to how they did in Nebraska and they're in another type of shootout? Um, I, I, I don't expect a shootout here, but I do expect Georgia Southern to put up more points and pretty much be where they were last year. I'm going Georgia Southern 42, UAB 28. And then maybe the marquee matchup of the weekend, not because it's the biggest game, but up in Boone, North Carolina, Appalachian State hosts Troy for college game day. That's a 3.30 kick, and it still stays on ESPN+. Plus. Uh, you know, going into this one, I would say maybe if you remember from last week or earlier this week when we did the week two wrap-up, Troy has been a little bit of a disappointment as far as the team goes for me. I thought they maybe looked worse in the East than they really were because the East was so strong and they move over to the West and they haven't really started conference play yet, of course, but they're not doing the things out of conference that I was hoping to see before they got into conference play. So I'm a little concerned there for them in that aspect, which bodes well for App State going into this one. Uh, if App State plays anywhere up to the level that they did against Texas A&M, I've got no concerns as an App State fan for this one. However, those of us who are AFC fans know that the big games sometimes come up and mentally play with you and get into your head. Um, the only benefit and positive I see is that the game day stuff will be over by 12 noon. It's not doesn't mean the crowd and atmosphere calms down, but a lot of the extracurricular stuff will be over by then. This game starts at 3.30. It's not kicking off right after game day goes off the air. So some time to get into more of a usual rhythm and usual game day stuff without all the extra uh distractions maybe if you will or things to think about so i think once they get into this one it could be close up till maybe halftime but i see app pulling away i'm going to go with an app score of 42 troy 21 after that we've got a 4 p.m kick on the sec network that pits monroe against alabama won't spend ton of time on this one uh sorry monroe i know that you have upset alabama in the past but i know that Alabama is wanting to turn the table on what they look like against Texas. Texas is a good squad. They they beat them there at the last second. They're going to take out any and everything they can against you this week. Uh, Saban has said that he doesn't forget things, and he knows that ULM beat them in the past many years ago. Obviously, it's not recent anyway, but I just don't see it happening here. Alabama 56, ULM 17. Then we've got a 5 o'clock matchup, another matchup being shown on the NFL Network that pits Marshall. 2-0 Marshall coming off the number 8 victory over Notre Dame uh, against Bowling Green, who's 0-2 on the year. Well, this one's going to be pretty easy. Although, if you look back in past history, for whatever reason, Marshall seems to struggle across the board uh, playing Bowling Green, sometimes at home, but certainly on the road there at Bowling Green, which is where this one is being played. However, Marshall's on fire. Uh I don't think Ali's back playing necessarily yet. I know he said he's coming back to the program. They obviously don't need him just yet. Labron's been on fire. Columbia's been playing great. Wide receivers are opening up across the board. Uh, got open looks over there against Notre Dame. Defense is playing on fire, lights out. I don't see this one being 
terribly close at all, uh, maybe at the very beginning, but I got Marshall 42, Bowling Green 10. 7 o'clock kick, ESPN 3 pits Northwestern State, which is located in Louisiana, for those that don't know, and they're going up against Southern Miss. Both teams come in 0-2, but vastly different looks about how this has gone. Northwestern has just been hammered by some better teams. Northwestern State, I should say. Uh, But Southern Miss has had some close games relatively to where maybe they should have, uh, especially with holding Miami so close up until halftime and then barely losing in a four-overtime game to Liberty in week one. So this team isn't as bad as an 0-2 record would maybe lead you to believe. So I think Southern Miss gets back on the winning ways, and they actually dominate this game. I've got Southern Miss 31, Northwestern State 0. 7 o'clock start as well on ESPN Plus. Pitts Arkansas State up against Memphis. These two teams are about an hour apart. Big rivalry. They do not like each other. It's always a close game. It's always a shootout. Arkansas State got hammered pretty good by Ohio State, who's just head and shoulders above a lot of teams across the country. So I don't have any concerns there with how Arkansas State played. I was maybe a little concerned they didn't get into the end zone at least once. But to get down there close into the red zone, kick four field goals against a team like Ohio State, when you're kind of still in that rebuild phase, I'm fine with it. I think it bodes well for this week. Again, when you have a loss like that, you've got a lot of film to watch. You've got a lot of things to correct. You're going to focus on those things. You're going to improve upon them to the next week. But Memphis is a good quality team as well. And again, shootouts, close games, close proximity, regional rival. I'm still going to call this one really close, but I am going to favor Arkansas State. I'm going to go with Arkansas State 32, Memphis 31. Another 7 o'clock kick, again, ESPN Plus as well, pitch Charlotte against Georgia State. This one doesn't look like a a good matchup when you look at the record. Charlotte comes in 0-3, Georgia State comes in 0-2. But those of you and me who have watched Georgia State games know that that 0-2 record does not tell you the whole story at all. They played very well against South Carolina and had two blocks. Block punts that went for touchdowns against South Carolina. That was the difference in that game. Clean that up in the special teams, which they did the next week going into UNC. And they had a close game against UNC, who has looked good so far. And it's 3-0 to start the season. So, Charlotte hasn't looked good at all. And has gotten beaten by William & Mary, a 1AA team. I don't have any concerns here for Georgia State. In fact, I think they come in wearing the all-black uniforms, getting all hyped up for that. Hopefully they get a little bit better of a crowd. I was a little disappointed in the crowd size against UNC, but I was I was impressed with the performance. I was hoping they could pull it off. Didn't quite get to that point, but I think they take care of business this week. I don't see them struggling here at all in this one. In fact, I've got Georgia State with 41, Charlotte coming away with only six. Rounding out the week, we've got a 7:30 matchup, the latest game of the night. So we don't have any late West Coast stuff this week. Uh, ESPN Plus pits Louisiana, 2-0 Louisiana against 1-1 Rice. Now, this is an interesting matchup to me. Louisiana had a little bit of a weird week last week going up against Eastern Michigan. Struggled a little bit, at least up till halftime. And that weather delay, it really turned things on in the fourth quarter and came away with what looked like an impressive victory when you look at the stat line, 49-21. And, you know, in the fourth quarter certainly was impressive. But up until that point, I wasn't blown away with what Louisiana was doing. They just seemed to be struggling to get things done on offense. Uh, So I'm not sure quite where they stand that you hammer a one double a opponent week one doesn't tell me a whole lot. So this one could be interesting. Rice comes in, like we said, one and one got hammered by 
University of Southern California in the first week, and then they beat Rice one double A team just like they're supposed to, 52-10. So, you know, this one, I just see it as a close game here because I think we don't know enough about either team to lean heavily any direction. So I'm going to call this one a close one. I am going to favor our conference member, Louisiana, in this one. I'm going to call 28 for the Raging Cajuns, and I'm going to go with only 20 points for Rice. Rounding out the week, that would give the Sun Belt a pretty impressive record once again. Hopefully, they can all take those victories over out-of-conference members. And then we've got the one matchup with Troy and Appalachian State where one person will lose for sure. But should be a great atmosphere up there for college game day. I'm hoping to be up there early and check that out. First college game day for me. First college game day for Boone. I'm going to grab some video coverage. Hopefully post that up on YouTube, social media channels. So check that out. And until next time, see you later. Syndicate.